Good evening. Our top stories tonight, the Washington Commanders called who to be their quarterback? Yes, that's right. The Commanders called up Andrew Luck to see if he would come out of retirement and play quarterback for them. We have that. We have updates on Justin Fields, updates on the rookies, and more on player profiler today. luck truly one of if not the greatest quarterback prospect of at least the 2000s because remember manning was drafted in what 98 99 regardless andrew luck truly a generational quarterback prospect someone that every college quarterback strives to be trevor lawrence wanted to be andrew luck caleb williams wants to be Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was the pinnacle of quarterback prospects. And we all know what happened. The Colts squandered his talent. Ryan Gregson absolutely ruined him, refused to put an offensive line together, refused to invest either draft picks or monetarily in the offensive line, taking Philip Dorsett because, oh, we can just have more fun weapons rather than protecting Andrew Luck. And then, by the time Chris Ballard came along, it was too late. Chris Ballard was on borrowed time with Andrew Luck. The career was already over. We just didn't know it yet. And it was tragic. It was tragic. I will forever remember where I was when Andrew Luck announced his retirement. Or sorry, when Adam Schefter announced Andrew Luck's retirement because Adam Schefter broke that news first and there was a big controversy well is it ethical for Adam Schefter to break the news well if Adam Schefter doesn't someone is going to so just because Schefter got it first doesn't mean that information wasn't in other people's hands that is an issue with Luck's inner circle and the Indianapolis Colts that is the person we should all be disappointed in for leaking that but Schefter's just doing his job, but I will never, ever forget in my buddy Kirby's garage. We're all hanging out. We're all having a good time. It's preseason football. It's draft night. I think we had just wrapped up the draft. And so we're all hanging out. And all of a sudden, Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck retires out of nowhere, or at least in our eyes. But and this was something Luck considered for a considerable amount of time. The calf injury was just the latest thing, and he couldn't deal with the rehab anymore. And I can't say I blame him at all. The rehab that these players go through for all the injuries that they suffer, for so many injuries that Andrew Luck suffered behind that porous offensive line, just getting walloped over and over again, thanks to Ryan Gregson. <laughs> tragic it was really tragic man so to lighten the mood we gotta talk about underdog for a second because underdog can make anything fun underdog fantasy can change any situation and make it enjoyable you're you're in the waiting room you're sitting there waiting hanging out for an appointment of some sort whatever it is go draft you got time to draft on underdog fantasy podfather 
Take it away. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD, and they're making the NBA fun. Their NBA pickums. It's changed my Wednesday night. It's changed my Sunday afternoon. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and you can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an Underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickems. It's important to correlate those NFL pickems. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them and you can 5x your payout. Bada bing, bada boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is Underworld. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the Underworld. We love Underdog. We love Andrew Luck. But we do not love the commanders recruiting Andrew Luck. And I cannot say I blame them one bit. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. That is a quote from the great Michael Scott. That is a quote from the great Michael Scott via Wayne Gretzky. You miss if you don't take those shots. So why not call Andrew Luck just... Hey, buddy, you sure you're retired? You positive? There's nothing we could do. There's no salary we could, we could pay you to come out of retirement. Okay, well, you know, thank you very much for your time, Mr. Luck. We appreciate you. Uh, enjoy what you're working on now. And I think what he's working on now, he's an architect, isn't he? That's what he went to school for, I believe, at Stanford. I think he's just using that big, beautiful brain that was so often used to carve up defenses. Now, he's using it to build, to create. Love to see it. We love creative minds. Of course, we're player profiler. We're full of creative minds. That's kind of our thing, is creativity, content creators, news, media coverage, and creating content off of that news. That's why this show exists, to bring you the news in a form that's digestible, in a form that makes sense. And so, yes. The commanders called Andrew Luck out of retirement. And of course, the answer was no. That should have been obvious, but it's hilarious that this is the headline of the day that the commanders, whoa, they were so desperate last year that they called Andrew Luck out of retirement. Well, yeah, we already knew the commanders were desperate. They called the Chiefs about Patrick Mahomes last year. The commanders picked up that phone and called all 32 teams to try and get their quarterbacks. That's how desperate Washington was. So they go in on Carson Wentz, and it fails miserably. And now it's Jacoby Brissett. It's Sam Howell. It's a competition there. And we hear reports that the commanders are all in on Sam Howell. And I believe that based on circumstance. Because Andrew Luck ain't walking through that door. Andrew Luck is not coming out of retirement. He will not be the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. So who's left? Everyone else is signed, haven't they? Teddy Bridgewater, is, is he still out there? Carson Wentz is still out there. 
those are the types of quarterbacks that are available. Are are they calling Philip Rivers out of retirement? Are they calling Ben Roethlisberger out of retirement? Eli Manning, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Aside from some remarkable unretirement, the Commanders are committed to Sam Howell, and that's the perfect commitment because if it doesn't work out, you've still got to find backup. If it doesn't work out, you can go and draft Caleb Williams. You can go and draft Drake May. Either way, the commanders are in a good spot. They are finally figuring out their quarterback position because much like the Colts after Andrew Luck retired, they just sat in quarterback purgatory. Well, Andrew Luck retired. We get, we, we got to run the season with Jacoby Brissett because this roster, like this, that's just who's available. You know, it's a tragic change. Well, this roster, you know, it's still really good. So we, let's bring in Philip Rivers for a year. We, we could make a run with Philip Rivers. Well, it didn't work out with Philip Rivers, but let's bring in Carson Wentz. You know, it could work out with Carson Wentz. He was a former MVP. Frank Reich, he loves him. So, you know, let's, let's just tr- take another shot. Maybe we can reclaim this quarterback. Well, it didn't work out with Carson Wentz, but, you know, let's try with Matt Ryan because, you know, it, it, it could work out. This roster is still too talented. We're still in a good position. We got to make it work. And that is the worst place you can be as an NFL franchise. Quarterback purgatory is hell because you don't have an answer. You are not bad enough to get a quarterback, to draft Trevor Lawrence, to draft Andrew Luck. But you're not good enough to make an actual threat in the playoff hunt. And you are just stuck. And so much like the Colts, I think the commanders are going to get out of quarterback purgatory. I think that this is their bridge. Because for the most part, bridge quarterbacks don't exist unless it's Andy Dalton bridging you to Bryce Young. Unless it's someone that you bring in to start a couple games and be a mentor. Cause otherwise if it's a bridge quarterback, well, you know, we need someone to start this year. It's probably not going to work out. You're probably going to be middle of the pack. And so it's a bridge to nowhere. And so that's the big issue. But with the commanders, you have Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. And I like Jacoby Brissett. He's fun. He deserves to start in the NFL, but Either way, the Commanders will have Sam Howell as their starting quarterback in 2024, or they'll be bad enough that Drake May and Caleb Williams are in the headlights. And either way, it's a win. They finally get out of quarterback purgatory. And that's all you can ask for. And next year, to get out of quarterback purgatory, of course, we will have another draft guide because the draft guide is truly one of the best things. Do we still have the draft? Oh, there we go. The rookie rookie guide. But yes, the rookie guide will have one for 2024. Caleb Williams, Drake may will be in it, but the 2023 version, even though the draft is over, this is honestly, it's like, uh, it's like property. It can appreciate in value. This rookie draft. Or this rookie guide. So still only $10. But you now know the landing spots for all these players. So you can just look up 
the players you're fans of on the team that you enjoy. You can just look up the rookie rankings. It has it all. Podfather, take it away. Oh, I'm wearing Cody's hat in honor of Cody Carpentier. He has finished the rookie guide. It is a masterpiece. The best rookie guide you will read that combines both real NFL draft analysis and fantasy analysis. This guy goes deep. I mean, do you know who Tyon Evans is? This man wrote up and ranked 40 running backs, 40 wide receivers, 15 quarterbacks, and 23 tight ends. 23 tight ends? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We've got fantasy rookie draft cheat sheets for super flex and single quarterback to go along with these write-ups that include analytics player comps and play style player comps. All the stats you need, the analysis you need to understand what kind of impact these guys are going to have in the NFL and for your fantasy team. So go to playerprofiler.com, go to any player page, go to the NFL draft section and click the button to get the rookie guide. It's just 10 bucks. That's it. That's all. It's not the most expensive, but it is the best. And speaking of the best, Justin Fields is the best bet to take off. I'm not going to call it a breakout because he already broke out last year. Justin Fields established that he is him, but he is going to build on that. He is going to prove that he is here to stay. He is this year's Jalen Hurts. Jalen, oh, if I had to pick between the two, Jalen Hurts has done it. So I go, I side with him, but he, it's close. It is close. Justin Fields was a better prospect in college than Jalen Hurts. Probably has a bigger arm than Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts is him. They're, they're, they're both. They are both. I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Regardless, Justin Fields is Jalen Hurts of 2023. He is that next mobile quarterback to break out. Because the Bears, they're taking a lot of pages from the Philadelphia Eagles playbook. They go and trade for DJ Moore. Instead of A.J. Brown, it's DJ Moore. But this is another initial dot initial name at wide receiver, and it is a true blue bona fide alpha. DJ Moore is an alpha. DJ Moore for years has just been toiling away with terrible quarterback play. Cam Newton at the end of his career, Kyle Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker. It has been rough for DJ Moore. He now gets the best quarterback of his career. Justin Fields gets the best wide receiver that he has ever had in the NFL. And I know it's only two years, but still this is huge because it's also a trickle down effect because Darnell Mooney, he is a quality wide receiver, but he's not an alpha. Devontae Smith, he is an alpha. He is an alpha. He is a one B. He is a an alpha if you need him to be. The Eagles just don't. But when you move a possible wide receiver one slash alpha, again, Darnell Mooney is worse than Devontae Smith. But when you move that caliber of wide receiver, a de facto wide receiver one, he becomes your wide receiver two. That's a good thing. And then you have 
a mismatch option as your wide receiver three Quez Watkins versus Chase Claypool. They're mismatches in different ways. They honestly probably similar speed. If I remember correctly, both run in the four threes, but Chase Claypool creates mismatches as that wide receiver three in the slot as a move tight end. And Quez Watkins creates mismatches running out of the slot, running vertical. Both these players can do that. So it upgrades the entire passing game. Now Justin Fields gets two tight ends. Dallas Goddard, phenomenal. Cole Komet, worse than Dallas Goddard. Robert Tunyon, worse than Dallas Goddard. But now you have two of them, two quality tight ends. You can use them in different ways. One can be the inline. One can be in the slot. Now, all of a sudden, instead of being in a two tight end set, it's now a three wide receiver set, but personnel dictates that you have three linebackers on the defense. Tunyon and Cole Komet are mismatches against linebackers. So this is a win for the Chicago Bears. They are just more versatile. Justin Fields is light years ahead of where he was last year per Luke Getze, per his offensive coordinator. The Bears are excited about Justin Fields, and so am I. And finally, final reason to be excited about Justin Fields. He just graduated from Ohio State. And I know it's Ohio State. It's no Michigan. Sorry, Anand. Shout out, Jason. But Justin Fields is a college graduate, which is awesome to hear. Obviously, even if Justin Fields did not go back to school and finish his degree, he is clearly an intelligent enough individual to be worthy of a college degree. But for him to go back, do the work in the offseason and say, hey, I am not just a football player. I am going to get my degree in consumer and family financial services because maybe this football thing doesn't work out. It's going to because it's Justin Fields, but. The fact he is humble enough to have a backup plan, it's great. And I just want to celebrate whenever NFL athletes, whenever athletes at any level go back and get their college degree, this is a good thing. Education is a good thing. The willingness to humble yourself, go back and learn more. It's a good trait to have. Shout out, Justin Fields. Congratulations. We are excited about the Bears. That brings us to some news around the NFL and sticking in the NFC North, Dalvin Cook. It has become a real question per Adam Schefter if Dalvin Cook will be on the Minnesota Vikings come week one. Wow. If only someone had told you this. If only some network out there had some warning signs that Dalvin Cook was on his way out. Did you notice that player profiler? We've been talking about veteran winners. We've been listing Joe Mixon over and over again. Joe Mixon, massive veteran winner. We haven't mentioned Dalvin Cook as a winner. Because Dalvin Cook, even though the Vikings waited until the end of the draft to draft Dwayne McBride, even though I thought they would take a Kendra Miller and Israel Abanacanda, someone of that mold, in round three, in round four, that does not guarantee Dalvin Cook will be on this roster. In fact, I think his 
fate was already sealed. He's making too much money for the Minnesota Vikings to stomach. This is a team that if you've been following throughout the offseason, they have moved on from several veterans on defense, several veterans that were commanding too much money, and they're not done. They already moved on from Eric Kendricks, but they restructured Harrison Smith. They restructured Jordan Hicks, keeping some of these veterans at reduced salaries. Zadarius Smith could be on his way out. We haven't figured that out yet. The Vikings have made it clear what kind of team they are. They're a team in transition. They're going to keep Kirk Cousins for this year because they need a quarterback who can get Justin Jefferson the ball. You cannot piss off Justin Jefferson by having no quarterback. But they're keeping their options open. If Kirk Cousins balls out this year again, then maybe they extend him. But by shedding all of these veteran contracts, they'll have more money in 2024 to sign a different quarterback if they so choose. The Vikings don't need a running back like Dalvin Cook commanding 10 plus million dollars a year. They'll roll out with Alexander Madison, one of the biggest winners at running back. Unless they cut Dalvin Cook, bring in Zeke, but Alexander Madison, a bigger winner than I expected. He and Dwayne McBride, he and Ty Chandler, Kenne and Wongwu, those guys win. Dalvin Cook on his way out. Ryan Tannehill. It sounds as though Ryan Tannehill, the only reason he's not on his way out is because there are no takers. No team is willing to give up assets for Ryan Tannehill. And the Titans, Ryan Tannehill isn't a good option for them. It's like the commanders. Either Sam Howell is bad enough that you get Caleb Williams or Drake May, or he's good enough that he elevates the garbage around him and proves he's a franchise quarterback. That's what you can do with Will Levis. I could have done it with Malik Willis. And realistically, if you move on from Ryan Tannehill and you see something in Will Levis, but he's just not ready, you can turn to Malik Willis. Or or if Will Levis is too good, but not good enough, you can put Malik Willis in and sandbag it and get Caleb Williams and get Drake May. Either way. Ryan Tannehill is not a fit for the Tennessee Titans and teams around the NFL. Don't believe he's a fit for them. No one's trading for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans have tried. They've tried their best and it didn't work out. The Jets, I don't know if they're trying their best. The Jets are nowhere close to extending Quinn and Williams, their defensive tackle first round pick. Second overall, third overall. I think I think he was third overall. It was Kyler, it was Nick Bosa, then it was Quinnen. Yes, that's how it went. Third overall pick, Jets are nowhere close to signing Quinn Williams, which is strange because the framework is there. Dexter Lawrence just signed. Jeffrey Simmons just signed. The defensive tackle market, Deron Payne signed. It's set. You know what young stud, all pro, pro bowl caliber defensive tackles are worth. So it's curious that the Jets aren't close to extending him because we know his value based on the open market. Interesting from the New York Jets. We'll keep an eye on that. And we will keep an eye on these rookies. 
Zach Evans with the Los Angeles Rams. He's getting some hype. He has some special traits per Sean McVay. Cool. That sounds good. Zach Evans has some special traits. Well, yeah, he's fast. Ah, that's that's good. Zach Evans, special traits. Sean McVay said it. So it kind of sounds like what he said about Darrell Henderson. Kind of sounds like he said about a lot of running backs over the years. I don't really trust Sean McVay when he is talking about running backs. But the thing that stood out to me is while he has some special traits, he has a nice skill set to complement Cam Akers. And that's what it is. Zach Evans is a satellite back. He proved it at the NFL Combine when he showed up at 208 pounds. He is not a three-down workhorse. But he's also not a satellite back because he only has 33-0 receptions in college. You need more than that to be a satellite back. Maybe he's got better hands than we saw. Maybe he is going to be more involved in the passing game. But the point is, Cam Akers is the guy in Los Angeles. Zach Evans is... He's going to play the role they had designed for Kyron Williams that Kyron Williams failed at. And Zach Evans is the new Kyron Williams. Does that get you excited? No, it shouldn't. Cam Akers is still the guy. And it sounds as though the Saints, the New Orleans Saints, believe that they have a new guy in this backfield. Kendra Miller, he has huge upside. Kendra Miller, he is a height, weight, and speed guy. Love his running style. His running style is phenomenal. Kendra Miller is a downhill runner. He runs with great pad level. He is explosive. He has breakaway speed. He is creative. He makes people miss. No, this is not Jack Kavanaugh's opinion on Kendra Miller. This is the New Orleans Saints' opinion on Kendra Miller. This is their assistant general manager, Jeff Ireland, hyping up Kendra Miller. Now, all those adjectives, they sound a lot like Alvin Kamara, who is going to be suspended for probably at least six games, depending on how this shakes out legally. Kendra Miller is being groomed to be the new Alvin Kamara. And when you hear the one negative on Kendra Miller, that he has to clean up his pass pro, that's the only bad thing the Saints had to say about Kendra Miller. Well, that sounds an awful lot like Aaron Jones with the Green Bay Packers. Remember Aaron Jones when he needed to clean up his pass blocking when he wasn't on the field more because his pass blocking was an issue? Who's the running back that Aaron Jones was seeding third down snaps to because of pass blocking? Oh yeah, that was Jamal Williams, wasn't it? So Jamal Williams is Jamal Williams to Kendra Miller's Aaron Jones. Jamal Williams is Mark Ingram to... Kendra Miller's Alvin Kamara. So I ask you, where will Alvin Kamara play in 2024? <laughs>